Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Since 1984, Max's Garage, located at 1010 South Rock Street in Sheridan, Arkansas, has been your one-stop shop for all of your auto repair needs, including tune-ups, oil changes, transmission repairs, and even body work. Stop by or give them a call today at 870-942-4612. Again, that's 870-942-4612. Hog Talk Podcast is brought to you by Heinemann Services. Heinemann Services is a family-owned and operated business whose work ethic and customer service will restore your confidence in handymen. They offer interior and exterior projects for your home or business, including repairs, installations, small remodels, landscaping, decks, fencing, and much more. Call Corey and his crew today at 479-347-9336. That's 479-347-9336. Yo, what is going on, Arkansas Razorback fans, SEC fans everywhere? Welcome to the Hog Talk Podcast. This is the Friday show, of course, and I am its host, Ty Hudson. Hope you're doing well. If you guys would be so kind, either while you're listening or when you're done listening to this episode, to rate and review us if you're on iTunes or wherever. However, you're listening to the show. We'd really appreciate that. If you want to leave a comment, hey, that's cool too. That's cool. That's great. So, we got some things to talk about. Certain player at another school interested in in possibly becoming a Razorback, planned for Eric Musselman. So we're going to touch on that. The biggest news? How about the NCAA announcement this week? That's that's awesome. We got some recruiting updates and football. And uh, a lot of stuff, uh, some some baseball stuff as well. Some some interesting information coming out of uh, out of the baseball world. We're, we're going to at least go over some tweets or something that I found today, this morning, on uh, on May twenty first. So if there's any information that drops early Friday morning or late Thursday evening, it won't be on this episode. It'll more than likely be on the Monday episode. So, but uh, we try to cover as much as we can. I'm going solo on this one, so uh, Kyle and I and, and Porter and I and, and, of course, Jacob, we're all just on these different schedules. We try to make this work to the best of our abilities. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the first part of the podcast. Let's talk about what the NCAA had to say. Okay. All right. We're going we're gonna to backtrack to a day. We're going to go back to yesterday. Well, by the time you're listening to this, it will be going backwards by two days, but on May 20th, Pete Thamel from Yahoo Sports took to Twitter and he says, Sources, the NCAA Division I Council voted to approve voluntary athletic activities in football, men's and women's basketball uh, to start June 1st and to go through the end of June, June 30th. Uh, there had been a moratorium on that through May 31st. Other sports will be acted on on a later date. So there you have it. I know 
probably the majority of you are aware of this, but for maybe the five or ten, fifteen percent of you that aren't that are not aware, this basically means, uh, and, and if I'm not mistaken, this is kind of the norm, anyways, in the summer where players can voluntarily participate in these activities, but uh, they're I guess they're not supposed to even touch footballs. <laughs> Like it's just conditioning and weightlifting. I don't. I have no idea if they even if they can even watch film. I, I don't. I don't know. I you know that part. I, I have no clue. Maybe a uh, Kyle or Jacob reporter might know more on that than I do. I'm not really sure. But I think I know that there is a period of time, not necessarily a dead period, but it's similar to a dead period in recruiting, where you know, and for those of you who who don't keep up with recruiting. There's periods of time during an active year or a calendar year where a head coach cannot have contact with a high school athlete that they are pursuing um, or offering a scholarship to or whatever. You cannot actively recruit that player during that dead period time. This is a similar thing for players that are already on on your roster that are already, which by the way, the dumbest thing ever that the NCAA ever made that into a rule is just the stupid. Okay. Anyways, that's another podcast, but uh, or another episode rather, but so that's basically, if, if unless I'm mistaken, I could be. This is just going back to the norm. Now, maybe summer camps or whatever you want to call them on a normal schedule are, happen at a later time, and they're just allowing them some makeup time in June. I thought that that was the case. That was the normal period of time when players could, could participate in quote-unquote voluntary athletic activities. I wonder how much the NCAA actually supervises that, by the way. Because from what I understand, there are very few people that actually work with the NCAA in administering their rules or, or, or um, going out and, and, and making sure the law is followed, the NCAA law, make sure they're abiding by our rules and regulations. Um, I really wonder how many programs actually abide by that. But anyways, so that was Pete Thamel, again, May 20th. Also... The SEC, now remember, you don't have to participate on this or you don't have to open anything up. And for those schools, especially apparently the Big 12, uh, doesn't even want to report until mid-June. That was something I'd I'd heard on a podcast that Pete Thamel was actually on and that the the Big 12 doesn't even have any interest in starting their uh, voluntary athletic activities until mid-June. The SEC will probably be the first school, or excuse me, conference rather, to, uh, to get back to work, to get back to it. Uh, how big of an advantage is that? I mean, obviously, let's be real. But, you know, I, I know a lot of players are already kind of doing their own thing, even without, you know, the, the spring camps and what have you. We've heard that there's uh, players across the country that are, you know, wide receivers are running routes for the quarterbacks and they're playing pitch and catch, that sort of thing. But, yeah, I what I find interesting about this is that, again, the SEC will probably be the first conference to open up and do this because apparently the PAC and the Big 12, there's there's speculation. Again, Pete Thamel had said this on a podcast. And I read this elsewhere on Twitter that the PAC may not start this voluntary activity uh, uh, or the voluntary athletic activities. They may not even start until mid-June. So the SEC is going to vote on Friday. By the time you listen to this, you'll probably already have heard it or maybe you're listening to it in the morning and you'll find out, I think you're supposed to find out today. I don't know if they're going to go public with their results, but they're going to vote on Friday 
as to whether or not they're going to start now or, well, June 1st, you know, earlier or if they're going to wait. Now, this is going to happen, this period of time, it's going to happen June 1st, and I guess it's going to end on July 15th. Now, on July 15th, I believe that's when you can then, and remember, Hunter Yurchek said this on Twitter, what, two, three weeks ago. Well, he had he didn't say it on Twitter necessarily. That's what he told the University of Arkansas. Uh, that's what he told the board, the board of trustees, that there was a, the, a possibility of getting things started by July fifteenth. And you remember, for those of you who were there on the Pig Trail on the uh, Pig Trail live show, I had said it makes you wonder just how on the same page all these athletic directors are, and for. For Hunter Juracek to say something that bold, knowing that the public will hear about it, there has to be something going on behind the scenes. And sure enough, here we are. Uh, Pete Thamel had even made this statement as well on this podcast. I'm sorry I don't have the name of it up. I just listened to a clip of it. Um, everyday football, everyday or college football daily. Is that what it is? I think I'll have to go back and look. I, I apologize, but. Uh, but he had also said that July 15th would be the date in which then you could, assuming you're on the same page or, you know, basically the NCAA will come out and say, okay, look, July 15th, you can now, that's your date. If you want all the players to, to, to report then, mandatory, not voluntary, mandatory workouts or whatever, you could start mid-July. So there is hope. I guess really is the is the point of all that. There's hope on a very high level. The odds are very much swinging in the favor of the fact that we're going to have college football. And again, too much money has been lost. You've got to have TV at the very least on television. You have to you've got to get these TV contracts. You got to get them going. The income has to happen. The payment has to happen. We got to have the money. Got to have that money. Got to have those huge buyouts or the 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 uh, handing out of plenty of money to every school in the SEC. You know, it's it's ridiculous the paychecks these schools get. And if you want those to return, you're going to have to play football. Ticket sales matter. There's a really good Forbes article on that. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have to remember to post that on Twitter or something about what exactly you know if you were to talk about income for a program what matters the most ticket sales matter but they're still behind tv contracts boosters giving you money alumni money all that stuff yeah it's it's important too uh, for some schools it matters quite a bit so it's not necessarily true for every single school across the country but especially these schools in the power five what matters the most are tv contracts because they're going to get those contracts notre dame's going to have that contract uh, with nbc for life until they join the until they permanently join another conference, and even then they'll uh, they'll still get probably get the NBC deal. They're Notre Dame. I mean, come on. Um, not that that means as much as it used to, but that is a good sign. And I, I know that's the <laughs> no kidding, Ty. Of course it is. I, I I'm I'm a little surprised in some ways that it took them this long to get this information out. I mean, we're already at the end of May and they're talking about, well, June 1st, I, I really thought the NCAA would come in and say, you know what? ASAP, just do whatever you want to do. 
as far as voluntary athletic activities. A little surprised they're going to wait till June 1st, but again, you're talking just about a week, uh, a little more than a week away. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. There are fears, and, and that's the other side of it too. How many, how many are they going to allow? They're not going to go capacity. They're not going to allow that. There's no way. If they allow full capacity ticket sales, and there's a breakout or something, you get a huge spike, and all of a sudden it's, it's well, you know, all these fans are at Bryant-Denny Stadium, or they were at, you know, they were at <laughs> all, all, all the fans that went to the games. There's a, there's a huge percentage of spikes in COVID-19. That could that could do more, more damage than anything, and I think they're aware of that. I think the SEC and the NCAA and the Big 12 and the – and the pack, they're all aware of that. So I, they're not going to go full capacity. They're not going to go, you know, they're not going to allow it to max out. I don't know what they do. I don't know what the answer is. Do you go 50% and you say just stay six feet apart, pick a seat, and just stay six feet apart? How do you do this? How do you conduct this? That's going to be really, really tricky. They're going to have, we know they're going to have to wipe down everything. You're going to have, you're, you're probably going to see Germex or some form of, um, you know, wipes and what have you, probably at every entrance. They may not even sell food at the stadiums and, and beer. I, I doubt you're going to have – it's it's not going to be the same. But they're going to try and recoup as much money as humanly possible. Right, I know. I get it. Um, you know, this is a this is a market economy. You've got to – you've got to make something. And those TV contracts matter. And, and they're going to have to put people in the stadiums. I'm sorry. You can't do this with an empty stadium. You just can't do it. It's gonna completely. It's it's gonna. It, I'm not gonna say ruin. I don't think that's the right word. But imagine watching a football game. Imagine watching the Iron Bowl with nobody in the stadium. Uh, how about Arkansas baseball in the summer? How about that? How would you think about what would you think about that? Would you support it? Would you support college baseball? The season starting in mid March. How'd you feel about that? This is from Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com, and he tweeted this out earlier. He says, uh, breaking a College World Series in July, the season starting in mid-March. Several premier head coaches from each Power 5 conference assembled to put together the quote-unquote new college baseball model. Now, this article, it's a really good read, but they use Arkansas in a, in a model down below, and you can read the whole thing. Let me uh, let me read some more from this article again. This is d1baseball.com. Uh, but let me read just kind of the first paragraph here. Uh, a college world series in mid-July, an NCAA tournament beginning in early July, a college baseball season beginning the third weekend of March. Those are all things that will happen beginning with the 2022 season if a set of recommendations assembled by a five-coach panel of Power 5 coaches gets approval from other Division 1 coaches and passes at the highest levels of the NCAA in the coming months. Uh, the panel who put together the proposed quote-unquote new baseball model includes, and it's a bunch of coaches, uh, but not, I didn't see Dave Van Horn's name mentioned, but uh, this is this could be, Huge if it gets passed. I think that goes without saying, especially to those of you who are diehard Razorback baseball fans or just college baseball fans in general. But again, if this passes, 
This could start in 2022. In all honesty, I, do it sooner. Why not? Why not 2021? Let's just do it. Moving on to basketball, Mac McClung, one of the top available transfers who uh, is currently sitting in the transfer portal, cut his list down. Uh, McClung, 6'2", 186 pounds. Uh, he declared for the 2020 NBA draft but withdrew his name. So he has Arkansas on his list. If you watch his videos, he's, he's pretty fun to watch. But uh, he's also down to, uh, along with Arkansas, Texas Tech, BYU, Auburn, Memphis, USC, Wake Forest. So, yeah, not bad. He averaged almost 16 points a game last year, three rebounds, two assists. Uh, he's, he's a 32% shooter from uh, out in the uh, from range. He's, you know, 31 of 96 attempts from three-point land. I, I I look, you know that this is this is the game that the must bus wants to play. He loves this he loves the transfer portal. No surprise that we're going to make a lot of these guys shortlist. And uh, I can't wait to see what I'm just ready for Connor Vanover. I'm just sitting here talking about the I'm I'm looking forward to this 2020 season assuming assuming we have it and I do believe we will even if we see a slight spike in, in COVID-19, I think we'll still have it. Now, again, it's similar to the football situation. Are you going to have, you know, how many people are you going to allow into these games or into the stadium? But still, we're going to have basketball. I think that we will. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, you only ever have 10 guys on the court at once, right? Right? Isn't that the, isn't that what they say? You can't, you can't have more than 10 people gathering at, you know, within a certain amount of space. At one point in time, you can only so right there. I think Arkansas says ten. So you got ten guys on the court. Just let them play ball. What the hell? Let's do it. So um, yeah, your your you, Arkansas made the 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 list for the Georgetown guard. That's big time. That's big time. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. You gotta love that he's. I I hope that it. I, I think it will pay off here. I know that that's been kind of the concern. That Musselman, you know, other than this year, and I've, I actually saw this argument on on social media that well, Musselman lucked out, you know, with Moody and in this whole class, you know, because of all the Arkansas ties. What's going to happen when he's now got to go outside the state? Which he's not going to have to very much. It looks like in the next year or two. But there are people that believe that that blueprint to success won't work here. That you can't just rely on these. On these uh, on transfers, you know, and I don't I don't know. Again, it's it's the minority in on social media. It's not like everyone or even fifty percent of anybody thinks that. You know, that would make for a really good Twitter poll, actually. Assuming you had to rely on you didn't have the in-state talent that Arkansas is going to continue to produce for the next couple of years, or at least for, for at least for the foreseeable future, would you trust that model of going like fifty-fifty of High school recruits, assuming you have that many scholarships to give, you have half a class or half a recruiting class, and then fill out maybe the other couple of players are, are transfers. Do you think that system would work moving forward? I, I think most people would agree that it would. There are other schools that also do that. He's not the only one that was doing it at his at his previous job. There are other coaches that love bringing in these these you know or grad transfers or whatever these kids that are going into the transfer portal. But uh, they're going to try and bring Mac McClung into the Bobby Hopper transfer portal slash tunnel. 
They're going to try. Well, we haven't used that one in a while. We haven't. We haven't. <laughs> that was something Porter and I used to coin here quite a bit. The old Bobby Hopper transfer portal slash tunnel. Okay. And the uh, last segment of this podcast and again thank you guys so much for downloading and listening it is a short one there's just uh there's only so much we could say about all this stuff we're gonna try and we're gonna try and just continue to bring you the goods right we're gonna do our best here how about aj green an athlete out of tulsa oklahoma surprise he's out of union high school boy that school's produced some 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 d1 college football players or, or college athletes He's a four-star, five foot eleven, 190 pound running back on on twenty four seven sports. He is now at a hundred percent on crystal ball predictions on ten predictions. So he's he's being recruited by Jimmy Smith and John Cooper. Now he's he's kind of an athlete. He's someone who can play on both sides of the ball. But it is absolutely believed that he will play. Running back at Arkansas, and that's his offer is uh, is to play running back at Arkansas. Some of these other schools have him listed, offered as a corner. I don't know. I don't know how accurate that is. That's just something that was passed along to me. I don't know, but they do have. If you scroll down, they have his. Um, you can look at all of his offers. It's it's. He's got a lot of them. He's got a lot. He's got a what almost twenty offers, I think. Uh, but Arkansas, Michigan, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Can you imagine? I mean, these are he's an in-state prospect. You're walking into Tulsa, into Oklahoma's backyard, a kid they want, who they have an offer. Both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State have offers, along with uh, Baylor and, and uh, Michigan. But if you get this commit, that's big time. That's big time. You just walked into Oklahoma's backyard, and it just goes to show you that pipeline to Oklahoma, to Oklahoma City, to Tulsa, it's paying off for Sam, for Sammy Pity, for our boy Sammy Pity. It's paying off if you can get his commit. Uh, I, I don't. Should he be on commit watch when you've got ten crystal ball predictions all in the favor of one school? Yeah, yeah. I think I think so. I think you'd have to put him on commit watch, right? That's not anything I've been told. I have no idea. Uh, but I mean, he has just a, a list of, of schools: Texas Tech, Texas A&M, Texas, Nebraska, LSU. You know, just to name a few other schools, but yeah, he's he's I think he's at fifteen total offers, and uh, it looks like and I think I, I believe I'd been told that Crystal the last Crystal Ball was by by uh, Hog Sports is Danny West. So again, AJ Green, five foot eleven, hundred ninety pound, four star running back slash defensive back. Again, he's he's a uh, he plays he plays on both sides of the ball. They they list him as a running back on his prospect info, but then they rank him as a corner. But I believe Arkansas does have him offered to play uh, to play running back. The composite rating on twenty four seven is they have him as a top two hundred player in the country, top three player in the state of Oklahoma. Then just their own twenty four seven sports ranking, they have him as a top one hundred and fifteen player, and also the number three player in the state of Oklahoma. Again, has both both offers from. Uh, from the in-state schools, both schools want him. And if you can walk in and take a, a kid that Oklahoma wants, that says a lot about the the staff and the individuals recruiting that young man. So, I believe that's everything. I I did not ask Discord if they had any questions. We didn't ask social media. We need to get back to doing that. But 
I do appreciate you guys so much for tuning in and listening to us. We, you know, we do the best we can with providing you as much information as, as we can get to you. And uh, we, we, do, we do appreciate you downloading and listening and being a part of all this. So I, I think that's going to do it. Until the next episode of the Hog Talk Podcast, Woo Pig Suey, go Hogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.